So my dad passed away in 2015. We weren't talking and it took a month for his family to track me down. Before I ever knew he was gone, I started hearing from him in heaven. It consumed me. How is communication with the other side even possible? I left my corporate gig, studied with spiritual teachers on every coast, and worked with my angels to figure out the answers. Today, my mission is teaching you how to raise your vibration, shift your thoughts, trust your intuition, develop your unique spiritual gifts, and connect with your loved ones and angels on the other side. Friends, when you have these tools, life really does become heaven on earth. Hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to the Angels and Awakening podcast. I'm your host, Julie Jancis, and today we're here with Ellie, who has these beautiful, beautiful angel experiences and has been seeing angels for how long now, Ellie? Well, I am 57 years old, and they are really as early as I can remember. I was very young, they said, when I started seeing and sensing, but it was one of those where they just kind of put it up to an imagination. I had an active imagination. That's what they said about a lot of sensitives and empaths and intuitives and angel readers back in the day, correct? Yes, and I... I remember my father passing away about 10 years ago. And just before he went into hospice care, he always said, be calm, you know, just don't let anybody think you're crazy. And I'm like, how is all this making me crazy? And then he visited me. So I don't think I'm crazy. (laughs) No, no, not at all. That's so wild. My mom and I actually talk about that a lot because she'll talk about how, you know, her dad would always tell her, just go with the grain. Don't, you know, you don't have to fight every, every war, you know, you don't have to fight everything. Just go along with the flow. And she would tell me since I was a little girl, like I could never do that. And her and I are so similar in the fact that, you know, I think that because she kind of stood strong in that as much as she could for that time, I was able to take that strength and build off of that strength. And she always, I think, saw a part of herself or that part of herself in me and didn't crush it, you know, in a way, allowed me to build it up. And really to her benefit, that helped me tremendously throughout my entire life. Yeah, I I had a lot of resistance from from different people. And then all of a sudden, it was just, I'm going to do me. Mm-hmm. And when I did that, it seemed like so much opened up. And then people would kind of trickle in every once in a while and say, what do you think of da 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 And then it just, I just became more comfortable with sharing my stories. Very rarely now do I find anybody that is resistant. I have more people that say, what do you see around me more frequently now? So how I work is I have to have their permission. Where I would try initially, I tried just to read or I would try to see what was going on. And like without their permission? Right. 
Right. Just because I didn't know that aspect. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have um, really anybody that guided me. This is so like synchronicity right now because I just wrote this part in the book this morning, the book that I'm writing. Yes. It's, it's wild. It's wild. It's wild. So it was just like the only way that I can explain it is when I received somebody's permission, it was like they put the key in the lock and turned it and everything just opened up. So as soon as that happened, I, I almost immediately start getting images and or feelings. I love it. I've learned to live with it now. It used to freak me out. I won't, uh, I won't lie about that <laughs> because uh, I would go into a room filled with people and literally become drained. And I did not understand why all these emotions were getting me emotional or you know, why, why did it feel like, you know, that person walking towards me, why are they feeling so negative? And why am I feeling that? And then as I, you know, started to do my own investigations and and reading into it, because I mean, it was one of those where it was kind of hard to find the information that I needed to know. (laughs) Exactly. I feel like it still is. That's why I'm writing the book. (laughs) Yes, you need to, because there's so many of us out there. Everybody has it in them. Everybody, even the most resistant person will undoubtedly come back to me anywhere from a week to a month later and say, you were right. And this happened. Yes. Yes. Even my significant other. But I'll tell you a couple of things about what happened with him soon. But yes, he was very resistant. (laughs) You know, how did you handle that? Because, you know, I talk in the book about when I came into this, you know, we were at a point in our marriage, Blake and I, where things had just been rocked, right? Like we had just been through in the years previous, having a special needs kiddo, just trying to keep her alive for three years and felt so exhausted ourselves, right? So we really drifted to separate corners because the way that we had to handle that was so different. And, you know, when I came into my spiritual awakening, I had a mental breakdown. Like I, you know, this was not of the norm for me. (laughs) Um, I knew people were going to be telling me my very religious family, you know, you're going to hell if you But the energy of oneness, as I call it now, I used to call it high vibration, is so palpable and it is God's energy. And when you tap into the angels, they are just of God's energy, they are just extensions of God's energy. So You know, it's so funny at the beginning because you said you had to say that statement to yourself, you do you. And I ended up finding this pillow in Target, like, or TJ Maxx around the time that I had this mental breakdown. And it said, you do you. And I was like, yep, taking that bad boy home. And every time, you know, somebody came up with this reason why I shouldn't be doing this, I I turned to this pillow and I was like, nope, just stay focused. You do you, Julie. But when I had this mental breakdown and I had gotten to this point of like, 
I don't have safety and security. My husband really stepped up in a way where he was so helpful. And then he was like, anything you need, you want to go be an angel medium, you go be an angel medium, you know, like you do whatever it is that you want to do. Just stay here and be happy, right? So people ask sometimes like, well, how do you handle it when your husband isn't on board? And I haven't had to completely deal with that because he has backed me up 110%. How did you deal with that? And can you kind of give any, I guess, words of wisdom to those who are going through that challenging spouse? I think one of the most profound statements for him has been evidence, believe it or not. I have spirits that will just pass through my house and I will hear something and I will, in, in a sense of the way or no better way to say it, mentally I will say passing through or do you need something? And I said that one time out loud to him and he goes, what is that supposed to mean? (laughs) And I said, did you hear that knock? Now what happened, Julie was this was late at night, just getting ready for the whole, you know, bed ritual in the sense of getting ready and, you know, going to sleep. And what happened was, is our our whole unit is done in such a way of, the bedroom, the bathroom, then the master bedroom. So what happened are the, I'm sorry, did I say that right? The master bedroom, the bathroom, the wardrobe. That sounds better. So what happened was, is in the wardrobe, there was a knock. And I just said out loud, I thought I was doing it mentally, passing through or would you like something? And he looked at me and he says, what is that supposed to mean? I said, well, I was, did you hear the knock? And he goes, I did, but I thought it was probably the house settling. And I said, well, why don't you ask it to knock again? And he goes, they do that? And I said, would you like that to happen? So what happened? He said, okay, if if you're a spirit, knock again. Twice. It knocked twice. This time it was a little bit closer to us. They had moved from the wardrobe into the bathroom. And then he looked over at me. He was petrified. I mean, the the color left his face. (laughs) He was petrified. He goes, that that didn't happen. I said, do it again. And he goes, okay, if you're a spirit and you want us to communicate with you, knock again. This time, knock three times. It knocked three times. I love he goes, okay, this is freaky. And I said, this is my life. Mm-hmm. He goes, okay, I think I understand this some now. So ever since then, I have had him communicate as well with knockings. Usually, yes is one knock and no is two knocks. He has just as much sometimes communication as I do. So he is not a non-believer any longer. <laughs> wow. Yes. Wow. Yeah. So that evening, as it ended, or his conversation ended, they left by going over the top of us, and we felt the breeze. 
And I looked at him and I said, they've left. He goes, I was wondering if that's what that meant. And I said, that's what that meant. They're gone. They were answering your questions. Wow. Yes. Yes. Love. So that happens a lot. Love. That's amazing. Yeah. Love it. I've got a few announcements. This month's winner of the drawing is Mackenzie Payne, who gets one free session with me. Email me a screenshot of your five-star positive review on Apple Podcasts, Google Business, or my Facebook page for your chance to win next month. Details are in the show notes. Friends, in the Angel Membership in June 2021, Archangel Raphael and I are teaching you Self-Energy Healing 101 and Chakras 101. You'll learn how to give yourself an energy healing session, techniques to keep your energy clear, and how you can heal your own energy field. To join this course live or replay at any time, sign up for the Angel Membership Program today. Also, a new class of the Angel Reiki School begins on June 1st. Join this separate program to develop your unique spiritual gifts and become an Angel Reiki Master. I'm still offering private readings. To book one, sign up for our weekly angel email. Once a month, you'll get an email that contains a link to book your session online. One more thing, I am loving spending time with you live and answering your questions over on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook. Follow me on social and our newly launched YouTube channel for tons of new video content. Thanks for your support and for sharing this podcast with your people. So people really like, so when you're in the household with a non-believer, they have to see validation because that's what it really comes down to for everybody. You have to be validated in some way, a number of times before you, you go, okay, God, I got it. You know, 110%. (laughs) I got it. This is totally you. And then, and then it really does work. Oh my God. And they said, look at the clock and it's two, two, two. And it really does work in a way where once you have that validation, you don't question it anymore. Or- no, uh-uh. he do- he doesn't. I mean, he, we, I can give you an angel story if you would like. Yeah, let's dive into those. Let's dive into that one. This is one of the most profound experiences he's ever had. This is my everyday life. So here's what I go through very often. And now he doesn't question any longer. There's a graveyard in the middle of Jefferson City, Missouri. It is a older graveyard. And we had circled around the block twice. And I kept telling him, we're supposed to go in there. And he goes, why? (laughs) I said, I don't always have the answer right away. But I said, do you mind going in there? He goes, no, but it's kind of freaky to walk around in a graveyard, but let's, if that's what you want to do, let's go for it. I said, okay. So we parked, we started walking into the graveyard and I 
it, it depends on the area and the intensity of it, but I can walk through a graveyard and I can tell you sometimes how somebody died. I can tell you because of intense pain in my head, I can tell you something happened to the head, the heart, the shoulder. I had a gentleman one time tell me he got shot in the shoulder and that's what I felt. But I feel this type of intensity going through a graveyard. I enjoy them, but not everybody does. So what happened was my significant other, his name's Randy. He was walking behind me and I just had an experience where it felt like a whole bunch of needles shot through my shoulder on my left side. And I turned around to him and he's rubbing the same side. And I said, how are you doing? And he goes, oh, that little tingle. I'm fine. Don't worry about it. Go ahead. What are we supposed to do? (laughs) So (laughs) we're walking ahead and all of a sudden a cobweb, it felt like went right across my face. You would have thought I just walked in the most massive cobweb ever. And I'm like fighting it off. And I look behind and he's doing the same thing. And I said, are you okay? He goes, what was that? And he's looking around trying to find evidence of the web. And I said, that's where we are. You know, they're just showing you signs. All of a sudden over my right shoulder, there was a big tree and I had the most intense need to tell him to go to that tree. And he goes, I, okay, but I don't understand. And I said, you'll know once you get there. So we walked to the tree and we're both looking at headstones going, what in the world's going on? You know, where's the sign? Why are we supposed to be here? All of a sudden I step on a walnut. And Randy said, what's going on? And I said, I, something on the ground and he looks on the ground all of a sudden he has tears streaming down his face I said what is it he says I think I was supposed to come to the tree because of my father my father and I each year would gather walnuts in bags then we would take them back home and we would put them in the driveway and run over them because the black walnuts the shell is so hard mm-hmm that that was the only way to get the shell off. So they would lay these walnuts. And I said, that's why we were supposed to be here as we were having a message from your dad about the black walnuts. He just cried. He just cried. And so as we were leaving, he kind of composed himself. As we were leaving, I said, how do you feel? And I said, or he, he said, what was all that tingling stuff and whatever? And I said, so you felt it? And he goes, I couldn't deny it. He goes, there was no way for me not to feel some of that stuff because he goes, and then when you started fighting, whatever was inside your, you know, on your face, then he says, I felt it. And I just kept looking for cobwebs and there was nothing around. So that was one of the most profound experiences he had and knew from that period on that there was always a message somewhere around him. So he has seen many, several messages since then. 
right. Now let's break this down for people because you might <laughs> get this, but there's a lot here for people to be able to like pick up on and benefit in their life from. Okay. okay. So you, Ellie, you probably watched some of like the medium TV shows, right? I have watched some. Yes. Okay. So I'm not judging here because now that I kind of understand how this works, I don't believe that it's like the person who's on TV who's dictating how the show runs, right? It's producers and all this like people behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. What I think, and and I am so grateful for these TV shows because they have normalized something that wasn't normal before and they've created an opening for people to really connect with spirit, really understand that everybody has this to some degree and be able to connect with their intuition. So that is such a blessing. And I I know that this work needs to continue. What I want to see though, is people really understanding that when they have sessions for an hour, two hours plus, and just pluck the, you know, five minutes or three minutes or the one 30 second clip where the person had the aha moment, what they're not seeing is what you just said in this whole story that you said at the beginning, you don't always get it right away. Sometimes Mm -hmm. you have to follow the nuggets. You just follow the first nugget. Then you get the second nugget. You follow the second. You keep going until you have the message, which Mm -hmm. is dad's here. He's trying to remind you of this story of, you know, putting together these walnuts and how much he loved sharing that time with you. He's here with you still. And, and every once in a while, there's a huge knowingness, right? Where it'll come in like a ton of bricks and you know, like, you know, like, you know, you have to what it is. But a lot of times it's the nuggets and you have to keep following the nuggets. Do you find right. that? Quite often th- that happens. It is, we would love everything to be in a guideline that shows you the end and what you're supposed to be looking for. That doesn't really happen. I have got all the way from, I'm in Missouri and my sister's in Florida and I know exactly what she's going through mm-hmm. to I have Randy's niece lives in Texas. Usually things happen to me in threes. Like her name will go off in my head and it's like, Okay, something's starting to go on with Stephanie. And then like when it appears or sounding in my head, like the third time I'm on the phone to her saying, okay, what's going on? And she's having cardinals that are appearing. And she's like, why is this happening? And it's what somebody sends you, but you got to put, like you said, you've got to put that puzzle together and it's not all in given to you in the order you're supposed to have it. You just have to put that together yourself. And sometimes it's asking the hard questions you don't want to ask because Randy's relationship with his father was a beautiful relationship. And this experience I had no idea that he ran over walnuts with his father. I mean, I had no 
idea about that at all. But once I said that, that's all it took him. So those were those little nuggets of us looking all around this graveyard. Then all of a sudden it was like, you're not in the right spot. You're supposed to be up there. It's like, okay, I'm going up there, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it's like the little, the little breadcrumbs were leading us right to where we were supposed to be. That's why we were supposed to visit the graveyard. Yeah. And I think it comes down to faith and trust, because if we were given the end, there would be no need for faith and trust, but it's a huge component. Right. Right. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a medium yourself? Like, do you do this work professionally? I do not do it professionally. I do it for a lot of people that um, have questions, but no, I don't do it professionally. Oh, so fascinating. So tell me some of your other angel stories, but I'm also interested in like how you started to trust your own intuition. Cause you, you and I have very similar views on this. And, you know, I was wondering, you know, like I, I pride myself on like never having to change an appointment or if I do, because there's some healers out there that will cancel on you three times in a year and push your appointment back a year. I pride myself on if I have to switch an appointment, even an angel story that I get people in sooner. So when I, when I like totally blanked on your appointment the other night and and first we had to push it back, I'm like, spirit, what's going on? And I didn't have the information until we just started sitting down because if we had done it before, it would have only been 30 minutes, but now we've got a whole hour. (laughs) (laughs) No problem. I just kept feeling as if I had something I needed to share with you. I have been listening to your podcast. I'm going to say I pretty well crammed a few in. Um, I became a little junkie there at the first because it was just like, she's me. I'm the, we're mirrors of each other in so many ways. And then there was the notice on your website of if you have a story to share, you know, click here. And I was like, oh my gosh, I've got material for her. Let me just get started here. She's You're not like going to believe some of this. Yes, that is awesome. I love it. I, I would like to share a story about what happened to my sister that I was referring just a while back. Now, just a little early story here before it. My sister is five years older than me. She has an empath ability herself. Mm -hmm. She denies it though. Mm -hmm. She is very much one that she keeps it to herself because she even heard more than I did. People are going to think you're crazy. So she keeps it to herself. When I let it out of the bag, so to speak, she now comes to me. So if she feels like there's something really heavy on her heart, she's just like, Ellie, we've got to talk, you know, or what does this mean? Or how do I handle this? So my sister and I are very close, especially since our parents passed away. But my sister and I are very close. So it's almost as if we have one brain every once in a while. So I'll give you an instance. Now, I tried to pop this story up on one side, but it's actually where I'm talking to you. So hopefully when I kind of flip here to get this story up, it won't mess anything up. You're good. So 
what happened was, and I'll read this verbatim so you'll see, <laughs> so I don't mess it up. <laughs> December of 2019, my sister and her husband, Kirby, were in Florida. They take a, a yearly trip there, usually during the first of the winter. And what happened was, is I was starting to feel my sister going near flowers. So I'm over here saying, here I am in Missouri. I can vividly see my sister going towards these flowers and she's smelling them. So what I did was, is I kept getting a mental image then of a driveway, a circular driveway that had flowers in the center of this circular driveway. I hope that makes sense. Yeah. So it was a, a round driveway. And then in the center of it, it had a flower bed. And in that flower bed, there was flowers. So I kept getting this image of the flowers. Plus, I got an image of her best friend, Sherry, who at the first of 2019 passed away of a brain tumor that they couldn't operate on it. <laughs> So what happened was I then saw a vision in my head of my sister Amy and Sherry in a circle driveway up on the rim singing a song that started playing in my head of Tiptoe in the Tulips. Have you heard that one? Yes. Uh, and it kept going on and on and on. And I saw the two of them laughing and they would smell a flower and they would sing this song. And I called her and I said, Amy, are you buy some flowers? And she said, yes, but how do you know I'm buy some flowers? I said, I see you smelling them. And it go, she goes, I have been smelling them, but how? How do you know this? And I said, Amy, I see the vision in my head. It's like pictures are being sent to me. And she said, well, you're kind of freaking me out because we're not beside each other when you're having this. She says, you don't usually share when I'm gone somewhere that that's what happens. And I said, well, don't freak out. I said, just know that Sherry's with you. And she started to cry and she goes, how did you know I was thinking of her? And I said, because you're singing that obnoxious song of tiptoe through the tulips and you're smelling flowers. And she said, her and Sherry, that circular drive was at this location. She was in Florida. It was an outdoor mall. So she saw the flowers in the circular drive that's the exact same thing Sherry had at her house and her and Sherry would do that over and over again in the springtime. And she said, that's what they would do. And she said, I couldn't believe that you, you saw that and you knew that I was thinking of Sherry. And I said, I just need to tell you, Sherry's with you. She's right there with you, singing the song with you, and she's smelling the flowers with you. And she said, oh, my gosh, you have always said this, 
And you're right. It's happening. And I said, so no, when you've got that song coming in your head or when you see some of the exact same flowers, you and Sherry are sharing that experience. She goes, can I do it every day? Can I, can I sing that in my head every day? And I said, sing it as much as you want. That's something you all shared together. So that experience then had her know, and I mean, this is only a couple of years ago. She says, so have you always traveled with me? And I said, more than you would ever realize and ever know, but you never wanted to listen to me. And she said, so what did you, what do you usually join me with? And I said, walking up and down the beach. Because every year she collects a particular shell. And that's the one that kind of pops out at them and stuff. Now she's, she's losing her eyesight. So it's more of feel and stuff like that. But I'll, I would tell her, so did you like the particular shell this year? And I might describe it to her. And she goes, man. I really couldn't get away with much with you, could I? And I said, no, you can't. I see see you as plain as day sometimes, but I said, it is just a matter of, it's a picture that comes in my head. And it's just like somebody took a Polaroid picture and handed it to me. And then a couple of seconds later, another Polaroid picture and they hand it to me. And that's kind of sometimes how my, how my visions come to me. And then sometimes I just look at something and it's like, I'm not even looking at like right now I'm looking at a picture on the wall. Instead, I would be seeing that person. Well, it is kind of like the movies sometimes, right? Mm-hmm. Where like, you know, like the person, the mom in the kitchen turns around and has a vision and like drops the glasses, but you don't like drop the glasses or you don't drop the casserole, but you do like turn around and my husband will be in mid conversation with me. And I am just seeing on this huge screen in front of me, like you're totally zoned into what spirit is showing you. And he'll be like, hello, (laughs) are you there? And you're like, hold on, downloading here. Okay, got it, spirit, coming right back. Finish the conversation, come back to spirit. You're like handling so much at the same time some days. Yes, yes, it is. Some days it's just fascinating because it comes so fast. Mm-hmm. And other days, it's like what you said regarding it's just like a little crumb. And you just got to go very slowly and try to figure out what you're supposed to get message wise from this. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, I feel like, and this is my own words, so it may be wrong. I feel like sometimes it is only what you're supposed to get. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's a matter of, Finding the right words to what you feel or you see so you don't give the wrong information. Mm-hmm. Because I feel like the I feel like sometimes angels and spirits don't want you to guess. So yeah. it is a I want to make sure you've got the correct information. Yeah. For lack of better words. Yeah. 
you know, I know there's a lot of people out there who are very shaming when it comes to mediumship and they'll be like, if you ask questions, it's not mediumship. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, If you have time, I would like to share one more story with you. Totally. Yeah. Okay. This is when my grandmother, who is my mother's mother, passed away. Now, her and I had a relationship that I would say was kind of on again, off again. We had some rough patches growing up because I was the child who didn't hold in much. (laughs) And I would say some feelings, and sometimes after those feelings were given might hurt some feelings, you know, to hear the truth. So her and I were a lot in in so many ways. So when my grandmother passed away in June of 2000, about, I would say four to six weeks later, she came to visit me. Now I was in my bedroom. I had a brilliant bright light at the end of my bed My grandmother was leaning on my Chester drawers that I purchased from her for $35. And her hair was all curled. Now, this grandmother is one that she was a pretty haughty patati. She liked mini skirts and high heels. And she just, she loved to uh, dress up. (laughs) But as she was there, you know, she had her hair all done and she looked at me and she smiled. I saw every feature. I saw everything with the exception of her feet. And I said, thank you for visiting, Grams. That's what I called her. And I said, do you have any message? And nothing came through. She just smiled. I blinked my eyes. I looked up and she was gone. So the next day I shared with my mother what had happened. And my mother was kind of upset that her mother had never visited her yet. Mm. And I said, well, you can't feel that way. I said, sometimes she's going to maybe come through me just to say she's okay. Yeah. And it was about two weeks later, once again, I was awakened. And this time it was Graham's along with a man standing beside her. I could tell you every feature to this day of what he looked like. He had on a ball cap that was tilted to the side. He had bib overalls. He had a white t-shirt on. He had a pocket watch in his bib overalls, his hand on his hip and his arm around my grandmother. Mm -hmm. And I was, I said, thanks, Grams. I said, thanks for visiting. I said, I'm not quite sure who you're bringing to me, but thank you for bringing them. Now, my grandmother was very keen to my sons. I have twin sons. And I knew that they would be checked out as well to make sure they were doing okay, because I want to do the right thing, you know. So the next day, I went to my mother and I said, can you tell me who was standing beside Grams? And she goes, well, what did he look like? I described it to a T. And she said, oh, my gosh, that was my father. Mm. And he had passed away several years earlier. He was probably 59, 1959. And I said, it was just a strange thing that happened. I said, neither one of them talked. I just felt like there was such a peace and that you need to know 
that they're okay and they're together. And she, she started to well up and she goes, I'm so glad they are together. She loved him very much. And she goes, I still want to know why she would visit you and not me, especially when it came to my father. You never met him. And I said, no, but I'm just supposed to share this with you. And after that, it was not that I had the same visit like that, but she would every once in a while, she would come around and there'd just be a glow of a light and I could see her curly hair and then it would be gone. So it was just, I always felt like she was checking on my sons to make sure I was mothering correctly and <laughs> doing the right thing. But I had never met my grandfather. So I had no idea what he looked like and little snapshots that I was ever given as a child of what he looked like at that time were years ago. So it was just fascinating to see that and experience that. But those, those are the types of things that have happened to me all my life. That's amazing. Well, I'm wondering to tell everybody, because we were talking a little bit before we jumped on the call, and you said that you've seen angels where you've seen them visually. And I love to hear different people's experiences on this because we all have different gifts. And I just love to hear yours. Well, there's so many. I remember asking once to see my guardian angel because I was always curious because I always heard that you have numerous guardian angels. I feel like there's been people throughout my life that have pushed me this way or pushed me that way in the right direction. And sometimes they wanted to put me in a headlock because I wasn't doing the right thing. But I remember one time asking to see one of my guardian angels and she was, she's beautiful. She had his long strawberry blonde, long curly hair that went past her knees. And when I shared that one day with somebody, they said, you can see them. Yeah, they're not hidden. They're, they're there for you. Sometimes you just need to ask. And they're like, how did you do that? So it does take meditation because you do need to be in a headspace to accept sometimes the information. So a lot of times it's when I meditate. Sometimes it's just when I ask for a sign, like knocking. I'll say, is this is this somebody in the house that uh, is here to help me? And one knock is for yes and two knocks for no. You know, they're always there. I feel like, do you remember Ghost Whisper? Yeah. The TV show? Yes. I feel like sometimes if I held up a camera and I took a picture just over my shoulder, people would see who was behind me or around me. Because I've had a, I would love to say I've had a wonderful life, but you know, there's been times that I've gone down the wrong path. <laughs> so they give messages in many ways. I've done freehand drawing and I've drawn an angel and I've looked at it going, is this you? And I find myself nodding my head. So they're answering. That's what they look like. It, it comes in all shapes and sizes. You get signs. 
I will ask for a sign. I remember one day saying, just know I'm not feeling anything. I haven't felt something for a couple of days. Would you please show me white butterflies today to show me that you were close? Yeah. And I was sitting on the couch. Something caught my attention to my right, which is where one of our windows is. There's three white butterflies flying around in a circle and zigzagging back and forth. And I said, and I know you're there. I really wasn't questioning it, but I just haven't heard from you for a couple of days. Yeah. And they just one at a time would just fly off. Wow. I love that. That is like, (laughs) this is such a great episode. I'm so excited for people to hear this because I try and make sure that there are nuggets of information that people like can take away from each episode and incorporate into their lives. But Ellie, we're like twins. (laughs) We're twinsies. We're twins. I always tell people to ask for signs. Yeah. One of the most profound ones for my sister, because my sister, when she she didn't feel my father when he passed away. He's been gone for about 10 years this year in November to be 11 years. My sister was so upset because she didn't feel my dad. And I said, have you asked him to show you a sign? <laughs> and she goes, you always act like this, but I don't think, you know, that's how it works. And I said, ask for a sign. And she said she was driving to see a patient. This was when she was in home health. She was driving to see a patient. She was on the phone with me. And she said, so how do I do this? (laughs) And I said, just say, dad, if you're near, would you please show me a sign that you're near? And she said, this is just the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, but I'll do it anyways, because I need to see a sign. And she was on the phone with me and she goes, okay, dad, I need to see something. I need to know that you're near me. A Canadian goose flew with her out her window, was flying right beside her at the same time. Wow. And she goes, okay, he's here and started crying. And I said, what's the matter? She goes, I've got a goose. It's right outside my window flying right with me. I said, so you wanted a big sign. I said, they could be little signs, but I said, he wanted to really show you that he was there. She goes, man, this is pretty wild. So now whenever she feels like she needs to see a sign, she'll call and say, okay, what do I do? And she always needs a refresher, but I will always tell her, just say, mom, dad, I just need a sign. I need to know something that you're here. Yeah. We'll have the, she'll have the lilac bush with extra flowers the next day. And that's my mother. She'll have a Canadian goose fly beside her. That's my dad. Wow. So she, <laughs> you just have to ask for a sign. They're there. Yeah. They're always yeah. there. Love, 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 love. Yes, that is the message of this podcast. (laughs) Ellie, you are such a blessing to this world. Thank you so much for all you do. I love it. I don't deny it any longer. And I love to promote people in just feeling what's inside and bring from what's inside out because it's pure. Yeah, 110%. 
Thank you. Thank you so much for your time and, and being here today. You are most welcome. Thank you. Beautiful souls, I'm so excited to announce that my book on angels and how they're working miracles in your life will be available on Amazon fall of 2021. If you're listening on or after fall of 2021, check it out. Friends, if you'd like to work with me each week, my angel membership program is perfect for you. You can join at any time and you get access to past courses. In 2021, I'll be teaching you about a new topic each month. We started the year in February with a course on oneness and raising your vibration. March is angel communication, how to hear your angels. April is trusting your intuition. May is knowing your soul's purpose. June is working with Archangel Raphael to learn self-energy healing techniques and Chakras 101. July is rewriting the stories you've been holding on to. August is all about rewiring your mind to move past blocks. September is energetically working through ancestral trauma. October is working with your inner child and Archangel Michael. November is a guide to being an empath. Then we're rounding out the year with a course in December that helps you connect with your loved ones on the other side to help you deepen your personal connection with them. And in January 2022, we'll be back with a whole new course on manifestation and co-creation. You get all of this live group access to me, two new pre-recorded Reiki healings, an advanced notice to book a session with me when you're an angel member. Sign up for the angel membership anytime. If you're listening in 2022, please know that we're planning to add new content each month. For details and to sign up, view the show notes below. Friends, the only thing that's not included in the Angel Membership right now is the Angel Reiki School, where you learn to develop your unique spiritual gifts. Whereas the Angel Membership is about your awakening journey and your personal spiritual growth, the Angel Reiki School, on the other hand, certifies you as an Angel Reiki Master Teacher and teaches you the art of energy healing and bringing through messages for your clients. Friends, if you're feeling called to the Angel Reiki School, it's because the souls you're here to help on earth, well, their omnipresent piece of them, you know, their higher selves on the other side, that's what's behind you, pushing you, fueling you to become who you're meant to be. Because when you do, they know your work will shift the trajectory of their life here. That's what I mean when I say you have big, big purpose in this lifetime. A new class of the Angel Reiki School starts on the first of each month. Speaking of the Angel Reiki School, we're going to need about 800 volunteers this year. We select volunteers from people who've written a five-star positive review and emailed us a copy. That way, we have a way of contacting you for your free volunteer session. Many of you have asked if I'm still booking sessions, and the answer to that is yes. I love, love, love my sessions with you. 
we have a new system where we send out an email once a month with a link to my calendar for you to book online. It's really easy. All you have to do is sign up to be on my email list on my website, theangelmedium.com. I've been spending a ton of time going live with you on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook, and I'm having a blast with it. Join me over on social and our newly launched YouTube channel for tons of new content, teaching videos, and actual video footage of these podcast episodes. Friends, from the bottom of my heart, thank you so, so much for being part of this community and listening to this show. I truly feel that this is your show and the angels show, and I just feel so blessed to be a part of it. You're the most supportive community a podcaster could have. I pray for you every day. If you have a special prayer request, you can submit it through my website homepage, and I'll be praying for you personally. Now for the oneness meditation, which is the last five minutes of every episode. And as you do this meditation, you'll raise your vibration and the vibration of the planet. Friends, what I want you to do is to just get into a relaxed position. If you are driving, operating machinery, need to concentrate, then this meditation is not for you. But anyone who is able to focus their attention on it, please join me. Friends, I want you to start by taking a deep breath in and a deep breath out. And I want you to imagine that your socks, your shoes are off and that your bare feet are able to connect with the soil of the earth. And down through the bottom, the soles of your feet are these large roots that go down far and wide into the earth. Those roots go down far and wide, anchoring you into the earth as if you were a tree yourself. And up through those roots comes this beautiful, yummy, tingly energy. Begins to tingle at the tip of your toes. I want you to allow this yummy, tingly energy to just dance up over your feet, around your ankles. Feel this yummy, tingly energy as it moves up over your calves, your shins, all the way up to your knees. energy at your knees and allow it to move up the thighs, the hamstrings, all the way up to the sides of the hips. I want you to allow this energy to move from the hips up to the base of your spine, the base of your stomach. And I want you to feel this energy as it climbs up the spine and the stomach all the way up until it reaches your heart. As you feel this yummy, tingly, sparkly, 
inside of your heart, filling the inside of your heart. Notice how your entire body comes into a gentle state of ease. Allow this energy to move up into the shoulders, into the neck. Feel it as it fills your entire head, front to back, side to side, top to bottom. And then feel this energy as it moves through the hair follicles on the top of your head so that you feel this yummy tingliness two inches to ten feet or higher above the top of your head. Friends, you might feel like there's a string above your head lifting you up towards the sky. You might feel an airy floatiness. You might feel an expansive spaciousness. What I want you to do from here is imagine that there is this large opening at the crown of your head. It's the size of a cereal bowl, right? And I want you to imagine that it extends upwards towards heaven and that God sends this loving, peace-filled oneness energy. It's love, it's joy, it's peace, it's bliss, it's ease, it's grace. And God just sends this energy through the crown of your head. It moves through your head, down through your neck, down through your shoulders, and it starts to pool. This God energy starts to pool around your heart, within your heart. And I just want you to feel that for a moment. And I want you to just tap in and notice. I want you to notice that your heart, your physical heart, is one with your body. And I want you to notice that your heart and your body are one with the air surrounding you. that your heart, your body, the air surrounding you are one with all life here on earth, all plants, all people, all animals, all life on earth. And now notice how your heart, body, air surrounding you, all life here on earth Did you notice how your body got more expansive, your energy got more expansive, and you could feel out into your auric field, you could feel out into the energy of the world, into the energy of everything everywhere. Friends, that is oneness, and you can carry oneness with you in your everyday don't want you to stop here. I don't want you to open up your eyes. I want you to continue this meditation and to see that surrounding you are angels. You have guardian angels around you. You have cherub angels holding the space open for you to get into oneness at any time. 
you have archangels working with you in every area of your life. You have loved ones on the other side. See them. See them in detail, friends, because you seeing them in detail is the exact same thing as you going to them on the other side, knocking on their door, asking them to spend time with you. They love you so incredibly much. They want to spend time with you. They want to develop that relationship with you. When they're there, you're here. I know it's different, but you can still have that beautiful, incredible relationship. All of these beings, your angels, your guides, your loved ones on the other side, they form your spirit team who's always working to guide you, direct you, protect you. Friends, what I want you to do is just take some time with them right here, right now. What they want you to know is that they are working with you all the time. What they want you to know is that they are sending you signs and symbols to show you that they're next to you. Friends, they ask you to see that they are bringing in gift after gift after gift through your heart chakra to bless your life with miracles. Friends, it's your job to remain open, to believe, and to trust that they are working miracles in your life. Friends, I love you. They love you so incredibly much. Stay open and know, believe, trust, have faith, know like you know like you know that they are working with you always. See you here next time. Have a blessed day.